Blood Dolls, a late 90s movie about a twisted billionaire constructing living creatures to kill in his name. And I know the question you're all wondering. How in the world can the dolls turn that into a discussion about bread? Right? Anyone? No? You just want me to play the thing? Get over there! Alright, fair enough. Here we go. I do use dumbbells when I work out. The thought crosses your mind. Like, what would happen if I just bashed somebody in the head with this? I could, like, pinch you, like, my two <laughs> fingers, with my pointer a finger and my thumb, and, like, flick you. You're romantic. I am. Let me go off on a tangent here real fast. Oh, please do. I don't know about other women out there, but I'm a thinker, and I'm a plotter. I think about things, and maybe that's part of my problem. Well, thinking is always good. And I get very snackety when I'm laying in bed doing my homework. They're chanting toasted. Toasted! And I was like, man, I want some toast right now. Oh, Tori, always thinking about your stomach. Whatever. There's a little duck in there, and it demands bread. Is your muffin buttered? Snackety. <laughs> Snackety, I do. Bread is nice. I don't want to say the word. Say the word. Dirty word. Say the word. Such a dirty word. Say it. Snackety snacks. Oh. See, I wouldn't lie to you, fine people. And now your dolls of horror, Summer and Tori. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast. My name is Summer. And I'm Tori. And tonight we will be discussing 1999's Blood Dolls from the Full Moon Pictures. Wow, I actually did not realize it was 1999. <laughs> I really didn't. I really <laughs> How old did not. do you feel right now? I No, I actually thought that it was maybe late 80s, early 90s, just because okay. the feel I got from it. Yeah, I literally thought at the latest early nineties. Yeah, no, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Okay. Still twenty years ago, though. That was a good year. That was a good year. <laughs> I remember ninety nine. I do too. <laughs> very, very uh, vividly. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is a lesser known movie. Some people know about it. Uh, some people don't. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't seen this movie basically uh what it's about in the words of jack maturin who played virgil travis is virgil travis is an eccentric software billionaire genius who's been put in a real bad mood okay that's that's how he described how did he describe well, the movie <laughs> okay and basically he has these these killer dolls that do his uh work for him so mm -hmm. it's fun a lot of fun now, if you know me at all, and some of you do, I love my dolls. I love my horror dolls. And that is part of the reason we are the, doll the dolls of horror. Yes. It's because of my love for horror dolls. Um, my love for horror dolls started when I was young, when I first saw another full moon movie. Or I'm not sure if it's a full moon movie, but I know it's a Charles Band movie called Dolls. And I believe that was 1987. And that was my introduction to Killer Dolls. And I've loved them ever since. Awesome. I, I, I for one, um, I don't like dolls that much. <laughs> dolls in movies or just dolls in general? Dolls in general. <laughs> dolls in general. I don't know why. They just don't appeal to me. I was never obsessed with like baby dolls and Barbie dolls. But once you put a knife in their hand, I was all for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, obviously, I mean, I had the whole cliche, you know, spending the night at my grandma's house and she had all these antique dolls sitting on the dresser. And I always thought they were looking at me and that was scary. But movies like Puppet Master, I enjoy that. I, I don't mind dolls. Um, obviously, Chucky is a doll, but not the same type of doll. Right. So I, I enjoy it. But you take the cake when it comes to dolls. Yes, for sure. I own it. Yes, you own all the dolls yeah. in the doll Lit movies. Literally, I own all the dolls now. I have finished my Puppet Master collection, and I am so excited. Wow. So, at least for the first uh, the first movie. And the first movie and one from part three, who, who was not in, that my six-shooter doll was not in the first two movies. But I've, I have all the original dolls now, and it is thrilling. Amazing. Yes. Um, so this movie stars Jack Maturin, and now he's known as Christopher Logan, Deborah Mayer, 
plays Moira, William Paul Burns, Warren Draper, and Phil Fondacaro plays Hylas. And Hylas is um, one of Virgil's slaves, basically. He does his bidding and keeps his band in order. Yes. Uh, yes. So another great part about this movie is there is there is a band of four really hot babes yes and Virgil keeps him in the cage <laughs> and Hylas will shock him into playing when like when they back talk him he'll shock him with electricity until they start playing um they the band members were played by Jay Perry Vanessa Taylor Yvette Lara and Persia White and here's a fun fact for you. Charles Band originally wanted the band to be an actual band after this movie and be like the dark side of the Spice Girls. So it is the they are the ones actually singing the song. I think so. I am not 100% because I was positive. Curious. I was curious about that because she has a really good voice. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I think so. I'm I haven't been able to confirm or deny that i don't know if charles band wanted to replace the girls like with singers so replace the actors with singers but he did want to make um an actual band uh called the blood dolls awesome and go on tour and stuff they wrote eight songs for them but legalities and stuff got in the way unfortunately because that would have been great (laughs) yes it would have. because i really like the movie the music in this movie I did. I made a note of that. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to the soundtrack. Yes. But yeah. There's three main dolls in this movie. The clown pimp doll. One, the, uh, <laughs> it always makes me laugh. I'm yes, sorry. It is. It's, it's hilarious <laughs> and awesome. The, the other doll, the female doll, is called Miss Fortune. Mm-hmm. And the other male doll is called Sideshow. So they actually had names, even though they mm-hmm. were never mentioned. Yes. All right. Let's uh let's talk about our favorite kill. This one had some interesting kills because you know dolls. <laughs> yes. Um, I have to say my favorite kill was the dumbbell to the head. Yes, that was a good. I good mean, one. because it was a practical one, and you know we like practicality. Yes. I do. Yes. It was practical. I do use dumbbells when I work out, and. I mean, the thought crosses your mind. Like, what would happen if I just bashed somebody in the head with this? <laughs> so, I liked it. I was like, yeah, that's legit. That was on my list um, in the beginning. And I changed it three times. I really did. Um, oh, wow. So, that was on my list. And it wasn't necessarily for the dumbbell. I really liked the sound effects when the dolls were cutting him with little knives. And you could yes. hear the little knives. And they sounded like little yes. knives. And I thought that was very interesting. Uh, My other one that I had was Harrison, which is Moira's husband in the rack. Yes. And they're just cranking the wires. Yes. Um, But ultimately, my favorite kill is Howard Loftus. He is the male lawyer in the beginning of the movie when they go to Mm -hmm. meet with Virgil. Yes. And he's sitting in the chair and then the drill comes up from the chair and just guts him. Yes. And that was awesome. I liked that one too. And I almost put that one down. Yeah. Because it was very um, saw. Yeah. Maybe a little kind of saw or something like that. Um, Yeah. I I really liked that one. I thought it was creative and maybe ahead of its time. Yeah. Because like I said, the movie Saw had some kills like that. Yes. Um, a couple other movies had some kills like that. It was a good one. Yes. I So I love that one the most. Even though the dolls weren't really involved, I thought it mm-hmm. was just so brutal, so gruesome, and very well uh, done in the practical effects. I thought it was well done, but I think they might have dragged that kill out for too long. Well, you know, he dies very slowly. Yes, he does. But you know, and, originally that was supposed to be shorter. In the in one of the cuts, it was a twenty second shorter. And so for the DVD, and I think on the Tubi release, it's a whole twenty seconds longer. 
Yeah, I, I could have done without the extra 20 seconds. <laughs> and I mean, we're talking about practicality here, and I do know a little bit about the human body. <laughs> and it looked like that drill was aimed at about his sternum. You crush somebody's sternum, they're, I mean, they're dead. They're gone. Or Yeah, or you drill somebody's, a hole in somebody's chest, they're dead. I mean, obviously, yes, you have to wait until it goes deep enough. I don't know. I'll have to watch it again. But I think he should have died a lot sooner because it was just the way he was killed. It, it lasted too long, I think. <laughs> I mean, for me, for me. So that's interesting that you said that, that it was 20. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting you said that because I think it should have been shorter. Yeah, I think they cut it for a ratings purpose. Because uh, yeah, more got pretty bloody. Yeah, more blood, more guts is a yes. harsher rating. I mean, Candyman had an NC-17 rating until they cut some of the blood squirts out. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the scene okay. when he's coming through the window in the hospital and he guts the doctor, yes. the, the psychiatrist, yes. they cut that scene drastically because there was so much blood squirting, it had an NC-17 rating. So that's most likely Whatever. why they did this, right? That's most likely You're why they either, cut it out. You either like horror or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't be don't be cutting my shit just because somebody else can't handle it. Chances are if chances are if those people can't handle it, they're not gonna go see the movie anyways. <laughs> so let us enjoy it, let us watch it. Keep right. it in there. We wanna see it. Well luckily things have gotten a lot more gruesome. Yes. <laughs> it's been much more accepted. So that's nice. Nice. How do you feel about the creativity? Um I don't know. <laughs> the creativity of the kills? Yes. The creativity of the kills, yes. I like the creativity of the kills. I do. I do. You know, it's interesting because we just talked about wire kills. Yeah. We keep talking about wire kills and then now we have another wire kill. Yep. So that's very interesting. Yep. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I, I think I could take a doll, though. I mean, honestly. I, I mean. <laughs> well, they like to sneak up on you. I know, but they like stab you with this tiny little itty bitty knife, and it's just like, dude, I could like, I could like pinch you like my two fingers <laughs> with my pointer finger and my thumb, and like flick you, and you just be gone. <laughs> like, see, I like that's where it gets me. That's where it gets me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you love it. I do love it, but that's why I love it. It's so hilarious. <laughs> okay. Yes, Henry brings up similar points when watching Puppet Master. He's like, really? <laughs> well, he's a giant. <laughs> I mean, he's a giant, so of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love the the doll kills. I think doll kills are always fun. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that they did they did some different things, like with the with the dumbbell, with mm-hmm. the wire rack, and even with the drill I was talking about. I didn't yeah. don't see those a lot, especially for the time. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm just poured over the fashion in this movie and i had trouble really i had trouble picking one but i finally did oh i want to hear yours first okay my fashion moment is moira's leopard teddy that matched the sheets she was laying on yeah that was a good one only because she was color coordinated and matching i thought that was hilarious that was a good one (laughs) what's yours what's yours uh same lingerie <laughs> she but had some great not... lingerie i know how can you not pick lingerie when the whole movie she's like in lingerie and she's hot yeah like hello yes like yeah so but it's not her though it's not her it's though. close <laughs> it, no it, it, it's not her it's the other one the woman that gets turned into the doll oh yeah as as she is getting turned into the doll, she's wearing some very nice, very elegant, not trashy, not trashy like the leopard print. And then you match <laughs> hey. the fucking bedspread. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's nice. I liked it, but kind of trashy, especially when you're matching your bedspread. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you want to know something funny? I was listening to the director's commentary on that, and she was in on the director's commentary. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't planned. Oh, really? She came in with her own clothes, and it just happened to be a leopard print bedspread, and I thought that was awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> That's I love so that. amazing. 
I love that. It was so great. Yeah, but Miss Fortune, as she becomes as the doll. Yes. Yeah. She was wearing some very tasteful black lingerie. And that's what I liked. I liked it. Yeah, those are nice. So, yeah. It's all nice. <laughs> it's all nice. They don't give a shit. It's it's lingerie. They don't give a shit. It's all nice. <laughs> you're not meant to wear it. You're meant to, meant to lay at the end of the bed. What? <laughs> so you're not meant to wear it for very long, at least. This message is lay at the end of the bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and they don't care what it looks like, so. <laughs> lingerie. They don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what about the acting quality in this one? I know it was low budget, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> the acting quality was good. Um, some of the actors I think could have done better, but overall it was good. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. I really loved um William Paul Burns, who played Mr. Mascaro. Yes. And Phil Fondacaro, he's in a lot of full moon movies and he's in a lot of movies in general. I've been watching him for so many, so many years, probably almost thirty years. And so I've always loved his stuff. Okay. Um, let's see here. What do we got? Special effects. This movie was 100% practical effects. Zero CGI was added. And so I love that. Even the little head on the mm-hmm. big body was a forced mm-hmm. perspective shot or done, I thought that. Or done I with thought so. a puppet head. It was no CGI. I thought so. Lots of uh, shoulder pads or big, yeah, yeah, big shoulders or something, yeah. Yeah. So, since we love our practical effects, that's another point for that. Yes. Um, also, in the commentary, the uh, scene where the clown pimp was walking and gets burned. Yes. There's, there's one shot of him walking in some kind of a stop motion effect uh charles band said that was the most expensive shot in the entire movie oh wow i don't know if he was joking but since that was stop motion it was probably fact probably yeah yeah i i that almost became my epic line whenever he got burned (laughs) and they're sitting there saying toast or whatever they're saying (laughs) toasted yeah toasted (laughs) and they're also they're chanting toasted toasted I was like, man, I want some toast right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tori, always thinking about your stomach. Whatever. (laughs) There's a little, I swear to God, there's a duck in there and it demands bread (laughs) constantly. I love bread. I'm trying not to love bread. I'm trying to get away from it. I'm trying to get in shape. I have lost quite a bit of weight, but the duck, it's in there and it wants bread. Inside your stomach. The duck is inside, inside your stomach, stomach and it just yes. demands bread. Yes. Yes. Bread is nice. <laughs> bread is nice. Bread is nice. That's all I have to say about that. Bread is and nice. And I get very snackety when I'm laying in bed doing my homework. <laughs> I'm sorry. Snackety. <laughs> I snackety, I do. Oh, that's your epic line. I get very snackety. I do. I get very snackety. That's Tori's epic line. Okay, that'll get posted later. <laughs> Snackity. Okay, uh, uh, let's talk about music. I love the music. Yes, I, th- the music, the only music I really paid attention to was the girls that were singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed her voice. I don't remember, I meant to write it down, but I forgot. Uh, there's one song they play in particular I don't remember which number it was because they go by numbers. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I really like that song. And she has a really great voice on that song. And I really liked it. Which one was it? Which I can't even remember now. <laughs> but what, who was remember. singing? I don't remember who was singing. The uh, African-American girl okay. with the dreads. Yeah. She was singing it. Yeah. And they kind of did a close-up of her face, I believe. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I do have, I do have some questions about one of the songs, though. Which song? Which one do you think? I don't know. <laughs> the one where they basically just repeat the same thing over and over again. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, but I don't remember the word, the line. I don't want to say the word. Say That's the a word. Dirty word. Say That's the word. A dirty word. Say it. 
You know what it is. <laughs> I it, it okay. It says pussy kill. Oh. And I'm like, what? What is that? What is the relevance here? And why is this like they're just basically like whispering, kind of whispering over and over again, pussy kill. And I'm like, what the what? <laughs> I don't get it. I'm sorry. I was that's the one song I had an issue with. I was like, I don't understand it. They're just and they're basically saying this saying it over and over again. And I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm referring to. Yes, you, you I know, know the talking? song now. I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh I, yeah. I'm not lying. I was I that didn't track. Like I didn't pick up on that, but now that you mention it, yeah. We should get you some more. No, How I wasn't you not paying pick attention. Up on that? I was not paying attention clearly. Well, you clearly need to pay attention. <laughs> I just go back and watch it. I've seen this movie so many times over right. the last twenty years that right. it basically is just white noise now. Well, and there you go, another fresh pair of eyes. Yep. And I'm wondering why they're singing about that. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> So there's two people credited with music. It was composed by Ricardo Bizzetti and Miles Copeland helped out with the band stuff is what I can gather from what I saw. Okay. So they are who we have to thank for the fantastic music, except for that one song, which you don't care for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Except for that one. Um, so how, what did you think of the story for this doll movie? Um, the story. I still, I'm still not sure if I understand the story, actually. It's, it's not that hard. Like, well, I mean, there's this guy, he has money and whatever, and then there's this other people that have money and a company, and then they, like, want each other's companies. I mean, right? Yep. And the woman is a backstabber. Oh, yeah. Hate me some bitches. <laughs> so She's all about the power. Yeah, she's all about the power and about what she can uh, accomplish. And it wasn't enough that she was basically a dominatrix to her husband. <laughs> Big time. But then she just kills him so she can, like, move on to the next and 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 go be a leopard-printed, <laughs> uh, loose woman, to put it nicely, so she can go gain the company... And wealth and power of this other company from this other guy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. She... It's a story. It's a tale as old as time. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, Moira needs Harrison. She needs to dominate him to feel powerful. Yes. But on the one side, on the other hand, uh, at least it's a woman and not a man who needs someone to feel powerful to dominate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um I liked the story for the most part. I liked it for its simplicity, but then it threw in the crazy dolls. Which... There was a lot of crazy stuff, not Lo just the dolls. Yeah, um, Mr. Mascara's mask, mm -hmm. um, the dwarf. <laughs> yeah, the girl <laughs> the, in the cage. The band, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and then you have all the, all the business wheeling and dealings going on. Yes. So the business part was the easiest part. Yes. Um, was this movie scary for you? Not at all. Nah, me neither. Okay. But, it, but if you're afraid of dolls or clowns, it might be scary because there's two clown-type figures in this movie. You can't be scared of a doll called a clown pimp. Well, what about Mr. Mascaro? He was dressed as a clown in the face. He wasn't scary, though. No. He was cute. I liked his razor teeth. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed those. Yes, he had some nice razor teeth. Yeah. And as far as pacing goes, I think this definitely moved right along. It, yes, I do too. It was a short movie. It was about an hour and 20 minutes. And mm -hmm. that was a perfect length for what it was. Yeah. Yes, I think, it, I think it moved along very nicely. So here's an interesting one. Since you felt that this movie was made in the late 80s or early 90s, mm -hmm. clearly it didn't age well. True. For you. True. Yeah. Well, well, I, I thought that it was the late 80s, early 90s uh, because of 
the suits, the clothing, you know, the women were wearing the, uh, what are they called? The skirts and the jackets, you know, blazers. Yeah. Um, huh? the blazers. Yeah. So I, I thought it was that because of what the women were wearing and just the overall tone and the overall feel and yeah, I just thought, it, and plus a lot of the doll movies really scream eighties to me because that's when they were really, I think getting big. Yeah. That's when really, I think when they started. Yeah. So I just always thought, you know, late eighties, early nineties. So I was really surprised when you said 1999. Yeah, they're trying to keep the doll movies alive. I mean, they're still making Puppet Master movies even now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think they had one that came out last year. Well, that's like a franchise, though. It is a franchise. So. Full Moon had a lot of franchises, though. Things that started off as one movie, and then they made another and made another. Mm -hmm. Gingerbread Man, I think, had a few movies. Let me go off on a tangent here real fast. (laughs) Oh, please do. Not really a tangent, but this brings up a movie that was buried deep in my mind. Okay. I'm going to have to find it, and we're going to have to do an episode on it. I don't remember what it's called, but it had a big life-size mannequin or dummy or doll or... <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm talking about at all? No, not yet. Oh my gosh. It was, it was he was wooden. Oh. He was wooden and he was like almost like a mannequin. More 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 of like a mannequin than a doll. Almost like those um the wooden dolls that you draw in art class. Okay. Like that, but life size. Really? And he kills people and does things. And I don't want to say it was a scary movie, but I liked it. I would watch it right now. Oh. I'm going to have to go, whenever we get done, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try to find it. I don't know what it's called, but it is, I, I want to do it. I want, we need to do it. That was my little uh, getting off topic there for a minute. But yeah, you, you got to watch it. I got to find it. I need to figure out. And if anybody out there knows what it's called, let us know. Cause you might find it before I do by the time this episode drops. When I don't do you, know. When do you estimate it was made? Oh my gosh. It has to be the nineties, early nineties, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, and I think there was two of them. There might actually be two of these movies. I don't know, but it was a big wooden doll. And they take him up to this cabin or they find him. They're up at this cabin and they either take him with them or they find him there. And it's a bunch of adults on a retreat. Um, it wasn't fear, was it? Huh? Was it it fear? (gasps) Was that it? I think that was a 96 movie and he was big and wooden and there was woods in it. It's been a, did you look it up? Not yet. It's been a very long time since I've seen fear. Okay. But uh, I think it was a Wes Craven movie, if I recall, and I, I actually really liked it. Okay, I'm going, as soon as we're done, I will go in there and look, and we will cor- correspond about it. Yes. Do some correspondence. But Fear does sound familiar, and I think the doll's name was like Morty Okay. or something, but Fear sounds familiar. I'm excited now. Or the, not Fear, The Fear. I think it was The Fear. Cause, okay. Because Fear's with Mark Wahlberg, so they couldn't call oh, it the God, same thing. Oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> I think it was called The Fear. I'm I'm really racking my brain if this is it because I really liked it. Okay, good, great. But I, if this great. is the movie, but I don't remember what it was called exactly. The Fear. I just looked it up. 1995. Sound sound about right. Yes. Um, a weekend group goes on a remote cabin for a therapy. Fear therapy. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Yes, I love. I'm gonna watch that tonight. I loved the fear. Snackity snacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch that shit. Yeah, I loved the fear when it came out. I saw it when it came out, and I on uh, VHS. And yes, that was a Wes Craven movie. Okay. Well, so. um, I will be taking notes. Yay! Good. We'll have to do that one. I love it. All right. Because doll. <laughs> I mean, that's technically a doll movie. Dolls come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember enough about it to to even say. I just remember I really liked it. 
And I remember Wes Craven had a cameo in it. Okay. And that's about it. Okay. But yeah, that was the fear. Okay. So So what got us started on all that was the, what, the uh, age? Age. Did it age well? Mm -hmm. And when doll movies started. Yeah, and when doll movies started. Yeah. So there's been a lot of doll movies. I feel like they personally, you would probably know better than me. I feel like they started around the 80s. Um, and they dropped off from there. So yeah, anytime I see any kind of doll movie, I instantly think eighties, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Um, I think more early eighties for me for in late seventies, there was one movie called magic about a ventriloquist dummy. Okay. And it's been a very long time since I've seen that one, but then the trilogy of terror had a very iconic doll in it and you will know this doll if i sent you a picture of it and okay that was early 80s or late 70s as well okay i don't think i've seen the trilogy of terror though oh it's good it's you know it's exactly what it sounds like three stories okay um they all star star karen black but the only story that anyone ever remembers is the one about the doll (laughs) of course i was talking about this movie actually yesterday at work with somebody and again he only remembered the story about the doll but there's two other stories that i also remember from it so we'll have to check that one out yeah um, this movie blood dolls getting back on track had two endings yes i saw both of them yes the first ending um virgil turns on moira Kills her. The band escapes with the dolls. Aw. And everyone dies except the band. And in the second ending, Moira falls for Virgil, and they all live happily ever after, I presume. Yes. Which ending did you like the best? Uh, If I have to pick one, I guess the one where they live happily ever after. (laughs) Because I'm a sucker. So you're on board with Mr. Mascaro? Eh, I'm on board with love. <laughs> I'm a romantic. You're a romantic. I am. I liked both of them. I think I like that one the best, though. Okay. Because Virgil finds love. Finally, he finds someone that can love his little head. <laughs> <laughs> Take that as you wish. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> um... So, what's your favorite doll? Which one did you like the best? Um, did you like the misfortune? I have to go with her, I guess. Now, I'm wondering, I mean, is that how all of the dolls were made? I don't even know. Oh, you mean in character-wise? Yeah, in character-wise, yeah, because yes, she was yes. a human. Yes, the other two are humans, too. Okay. They covered that in the beginning of the movie. There were two people that were missing. And oh, did they? Yeah. I must have missed that. Oh, it was in the very beginning. There were two people that were missing. And that's who they are. You know. Okay. Two very influential people, like the district attorney and such. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I must have missed that. Yes. I've been so distracted here lately. I got to get it together. Yeah, get it together, woman. I will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> I also really love the locations and the sets of this movie. Yes, the house was amazing. Yeah, the house, the interior... How they decorated, uh, I thought it was beautiful. I'm not sure where it was filmed, but I really enjoyed it. Yes, beautiful. Okay, overall movie rating on this puppy. We didn't do Epic Line. Oh, let's do Epic Line. I want to hear yours. Uh, Mine, (laughs) I feel like I'm so predictable these days. (laughs) Okay, my Epic Line is towards the end whenever she's trying to negotiate with him I guess you could say Mm -hmm. and trying to sell herself to him and let him know what an asset she can be and she says the wounds of nations are healed in the bed chambers of kings wow and I was just thinking back and I'm like even back in you know, you see movies about ancient Egypt or about this. Kings have mistresses and they are waiting for them in their bedchambers. And it's like, you know, I, I told you, like, 
women have power and we don't realize how much power we have men need us yes yeah i i yeah they do i agree with that quote the wounds of nations are healed in the bedchambers of kings because a king needs his queen true and relative and i mean you know technically a queen is more powerful without her king yeah so yeah and what's that i didn't write this down but there is a line that she says towards the end when she's staring straight at the camera something along the lines of um men have never realized that for women a surrender is just another way of winning or something along those lines yes she (laughs) said um Yes, she said, what did she say? Right? I've made a meme of that once, but I don't know where it's at right now. Yeah, she said something about women surrendering as just another way of uh, winning winning or gaining power Mm -hmm. or something. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yes. I posted that. I made a meme of that and I posted it. And, oh, people got mad. Why? And they're like, no, not true. The women. What? joke get over it <laughs> it's a joke I, I don't know i don't know about other women out there but i'm a i'm a thinker and i'm a plotter just like trust her me just like her. i i think about everything and i plot it out <laughs> so if i surrender it's because i plotted it out and i'm gonna get something from it and you thought of the consequences yep mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i thought about what's gonna happen well my epic line is not uh not as as deep and sentimental (laughs) and meaningful as yours at all (laughs) i went for the funny okay okay i went for the funny uh my epic line moira to harrison shut up harrison if you keep talking i'll have to punish you and i just don't have the time right now i swear (laughs) i swear I almost chose that <laughs> because she's like, she's like, dude, seriously, I just don't even have the time to deal with your stupid ass right now. Like, shut up. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, I, 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 I almost changed my mind on my epic line. My, my almost epic line was, and I wrote it at the bottom of the page and that's why I forgot about it was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my Harrison, God, that was so annoying. I know. Which Harrison just had this, mm-hmm tick going on it was was a tick and i was like dude i'm like it annoyed me (laughs) Mm -hmm. it annoyed me (laughs) it did it It really well that was the point (laughs) okay well he was annoying and yeah but yeah your your epic line i almost chose that one because it's like you reach that point where you're just like dude i can't deal with you right now (laughs) I'm going to have to punish you and I just don't have the time right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even even want to punish you right now. Just go do something. (laughs) Yeah. I really loved Virgil's line in the beginning where he says, I am, of course, a racist, but an equal opportunity one. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I know what I am, but hey, I'm also this. Well, I don't know. I'm just... uh... Like I said, I'm all about women right now and women empowerment, and I don't know why. So I go for the deep and meaningful. See, the fact that you're about women and women empowerment and you're not mad at that line that everyone got mad about, that's awesome. Because yeah, people I, were getting really uppity and upset that I, that, like, that I posted that. And I'm like, it's a joke. <laughs> well, it's not just that, that it's a joke. It is, you have to think about it. Yes people get mad about things without thinking first and i'm a thinker i think about everything i think you know i'm a overthinker so for people to get mad about it it's just stupid don't i just think it's ignorant because they don't think about it they just see it for what it is i think about things i don't see them for what they are and maybe that's part of my problem (laughs) well thinking is always good yeah what's your overall movie rating on this puppy um the overall movie rating, uh, not Take very it. good. I'd probably, I'm going to give it like six dolls and like an arm. Six dolls and an arm. 
I'm going to give it a full seven dolls. Because okay. partly, probably for nostalgia. Uh, yeah. Partly because I love the dolls as characters. These okay. dolls specifically, especially my clown pimp. Love them. Um, okay. I like their design. I like how they looked. Um, what was I going to say? And I, uh, I wish that they had made them all into replicas. I have a clown pimp doll sitting on my shelf. He's about a foot tall. Um, as far as I know, the other ones weren't made into life scale replicas like that. I wish hmm. they, I wish they had been. I was looking online for him a while back, and there's nothing about it at all. I know they made action figures for them once when the movie came out. Hmm. Strange. But yeah, I'd, so but the clown pimp doll, he's still in circulation. You can still find him on Amazon and eBay even. If you like Can that I kind. find anything uh, deep and meaningful on eBay or Amazon? I'm sure. I need some deep and meaningful. <laughs> oh, I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you ready for some fun facts? Sure. Okay. So, this was Full Moon Pictures' 65th film. Okay. So, let's see here. Um, I already talked about the band. When, in the ending number one, when Black Baby, and that's her character name, guys, Black Baby, okay? <laughs> so, when the African-American uh, band member hit Hylas with the guitar, and he went flying... Fonda Caro actually did that stunt himself. Awesome. So that was not some dummy flying through the air. This was... I got a couple pieces of downer news. Um, Deborah Mayer, who played Moira, uh, she was a stand-up comedian at some point. When this movie was filmed, she was a teacher for junior high and high school, a substitute teacher for the L.A. County School District. Wow. And she passed away in May of 2015 at 46 years old. Why? Don't know. Can't find huh. it. Can't find anything. I just started. I was looking her up to figure out what she's doing now. And our Facebook page read like tribute to. And I'm like, oh. And then I did more research. And yeah, she passed in May of 2015. But I can't find out why. But, yeah, so she is no longer with us, and she was young. She was only 46 years old. That's sad. Yeah, that is young. It is It is sad. And um, let's see. The dolls were also designed and created by somebody named Mark Williams, and he has also passed. He passed in 1998 before, before the movie was even made. Wow. But his work lives on in these dolls. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and in these dolls on my shelf. <laughs> Um, the movie was filmed in 12 days. Wow. Yes. So a fast and furious filming. Uh, the character of Mr. Mascaro is the human version of the demon Jack in the Box from Demonic Toys. Have you seen Demonic Toys? I have heard of it. I have not seen it. There's a Jack in the Box called Jack Attack. And so the makeup on his face and what his he looks like, his clothes and such, he is the human version of Jack Attack. So when we when we do that, you'll have to keep that one in mind. Okay. And that was from 1992. Okay. Now, <laughs> this is really interesting. When I was watching this, um, the special features and the commentary and such, I sent you a video of the credits of Charles Band talking about this movie. Now, the commentary sounds like it was done in 1999 because they were talking about the, the video not even being released yet. Okay. So this is 1999 when he was saying this. Okay. In one quote, he said, in the year 2010 or 2015, when we've made 500 films, maybe 20 or 30 will stand, at, stand alone, and I hope that this is one. Considering that I'm still watching this now, I turned you on to it. It's still streaming on Tubi. It's available yes. on DVD. Says that that is, that is true. 
Yes. Something else that he had said, and this is the one that I shared with you. Mm-hmm. Again, guys, 1999, he said, as a small independent film, this picture will survive. I believe by the year 2020, next year, guys, you're going to access this in some sort of satellite mode. You'll just be in the mood for this kind of weird film in your living room, and you'll be able to access it on some sort of internet zone and zap the movie down and see Blood Dolls. Yep. And look where we're at now. Did he call that or what? Yes. (laughs) That is literally what we're doing. He said that 20 years ago. Yep. You, You told me about that, and I was like, wow. Yes. So, Charles Band... Can you tell the future? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you have anything else to add on the movie Blood Dolls? I don't think so. Other than I think I know what I want the episode to be called. Okay. So. Awesome. So excited. Um, let's do some shout outs, shall we? Um, sure. Okay. So I would like to shout out the... Trojlodite podcast. It's a podcast based out in Texas. They gave us a really, um, a really touching review on their podcast uh, about a month ago. And when I listened to it, I shared it with you too. And he just talked about how much he enjoyed us and was trying to spread the word. And it was the the words he had to say were very, very sweet and from the heart. And yes. I, so I just wanted to shout, I believe his name is Jesse. Um, I just wanted to shout, shout you out, Jesse, and uh, saying thank you so much for listening and for helping us and spread the word, and uh, thank you. So hopefully you're still listening and still enjoying. Yes. I also want to shout out Eric. He's one of our convention friends, also a Facebook friend. He is always commenting on our pictures Mm-hmm. And we're always talking on Messenger and such. He's really, really cool. He's a great, fun cosplayer. Um, and he also said that he really enjoyed Blood Dolls. Awesome. And he said, he went on to say he's not sure how it holds up since he saw it when it first came out. Again, 20 years ago. Yes. <laughs> but he remembers it being decent. Okay. So You'll have to watch it again. Yes, yeah, so I'll have to watch it again because it's available for streaming. Yep. And then he goes on to talk about Full Moon, other Full Moon movies and such. But that was great. Um, of course, of course, Christy from Nightmare Toys. She just announced today that she's moving the store to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so that is a very exciting move for her. I know. And um, now I want to go. We want to yeah. go. Oh, to Vegas? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we want to go. To Vegas and to Nightmare Toys. Yes. <laughs> I've always wanted to go back to Vegas. I love Vegas. We took. I've family- never been, but I want to oh go. I want to go to Nightmare Toys. Yes, and- yes. We took our family vacations to Vegas when I was a kid. So, I wow. have loved Vegas for a long time. I haven't been for about twenty years, maybe even longer. But I really love Vegas, and so now she's moving the store to Vegas. So that's really exciting. She told me about this a few months ago, and the public announcement just went out today. So Mm -hmm. congratulations, Christy. Congratulations, Nightmare Toys, on this wonderful move. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, Other podcast shout-outs. It's a horror podcast. Wes and Kevin, you guys rock always. Mm -hmm. And Outsiders of Horror, what can I say? Mm -hmm. So much love there for all four of you. Yes. You want to add anything to that? Um, I would like to say congrats to Christy. Definitely. Um, I have been drooling over some items in her shop. <laughs> I drool over all of the items in her shop. I know. And so this morning I finally bought something. It was not a very big item. There are many more items I will be back to get. Stop shopping. I know. I really need to <laughs> stop shopping right now because there are lots of things happening in my future that I need to uh stop shopping so <laughs> but I had to buy this um I wanted it I needed it I I, I want to take selfies with it it'll be amazing <laughs> oh there's, I told you what I ordered selfies yes. will be taken it's gonna be great it'll be a shitstorm on social media will you bring it to Texas with you 
Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> so I ordered something on Nightmare Toys this morning. I will be back to order more. I'm so excited about the move. Um, I just met Christy at Days of the Dead. She's so nice. I, I adore her. Total sweetheart. Yes, total. Um, I do want to shout out uh, Jason Shepard again. His podcast, The Lost Art Of, and he's a great artist. You can commission him to do works. He's on Etsy and Facebook, uh, Jason Shepard. Um, also, uh, The Outsiders of Horror, again. Yeah. Christy. Um, I've only really interacted with Christy and Andrew. Yeah. So I've interacted with all of them at some point. I started off with Christy. She's actually how I heard of the podcast was being her friend. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Christy, Brian String, Brian Farmer, Andrew Fay, mm-hmm. you guys are amazing. They support our podcast so much. It is just, it's wonderful. It warms my heart. Yeah. It really does. And we poke at each other and make fun of each other, but it's all, it's all with love. It's all with love. Yes. Right. Yes. And yeah. I know that Andrew has been listening a lot lately. Yeah. And has been uh, commenting me, uh, messaging me, commenting <laughs> on things that we talk about and things that we do. And so. And John Morgan, guys. John Morgan. Woo! Yep. Yep. Our number one fan. Yep. <laughs> he, yeah, I was talking to him this morning. He still cannot wait. To see us at TFW. I can't wait to go to TFW. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait. So excited. So, yeah, but Andrew, 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 there you go, Andrew. <laughs> I've said Andrew like I don't know how many times now. <laughs> so, there you go. And I'm sure he'll be commenting on this. He's really excited to hear the 13 Ghost episode. Oh, that's a great episode. I'm so excited for that. I think it is too. Yes. Um, a couple more people. Uh, future guests, Taylor Ball, Robert Kern. We don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Our fantastic producer, Jesse Randall, who has mm-hmm. been helping us just in ways we cannot even express. It's, it's amazing. Yes. Um, and You're welcome. <laughs> that's Jesse, guys. Yay! <laughs> and I finally got to interact with yes. him finally. Jesse in the house. Whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Jesse. He's just our little silent stalker there listening. <laughs> He's our silent partner. Yeah, silent partner. <laughs> well, Jesse, I've been trying to harass Jesse into coming um to flashback weekend with us. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> it's on my to-do list i'll see what i can do yeah for at least one day and like you don't have to make it the whole weekend but at least one day make the trip yeah at least one day and drinks and dinner drinks and dinner so much fun i mean you had me at drinks (laughs) so yes i just hope he can keep up after days of the dead (laughs) after what happened at dinner <laughs> he and Henry can just go off and watch sports. Yeah, he or something. and Henry's like, man, <laughs> these crazy. Girls. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be consolation for uh, Summer's husband. That's fine. <laughs> I have no problem with that. <laughs> well, my husband's very excited to meet Jesse because he's heard the fantastic work that Jesse's done for us, and he can't believe it. Um, so Jesse is a fantastic producer. He does some mm-hmm. amazing audio work for us. He cleans up our audio as best he can. We are recording in two different places, two different states. Yes. Sometimes we're a little choppy and he really goes to great lengths to try to clean it up and make it audible. So we appreciate you, Jesse. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, no problem. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm, I'm more than happy and honored to be a part of this. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I felt so bad because every time she gives you a shout out, I'm like, yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know who that is, but yeah, thanks. Yeah, Jesse. So now I'm like... <laughs> Jesse person. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, one day we'll cross paths, and if I do go to the convention with you guys, then obviously then we can all finally officially meet. It's just great that we have this technology where you guys can do this. It's and, so amazing. And, and I haven't even had the pleasure of meeting Tori yet, but mm-hmm. um, I only hear, like, the testimony from... Basically, Summer is the testimonial, like, person. Like, she's like, <laughs> like Jesse's great, over to Tori, and then over to me. It's like, Tori's really great. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I got one more. Um, Miss Tori, last weekend... 
You made me cry in a good way. What? You wanted to give me a shout out. And you're like, I want to shout out you. And now it's my turn. I want to shout out Tori because she makes this so much fun. This podcast is literally what I look forward to when I am miserable at work. And watching these movies, I feel like I have purpose now to watch these movies. I've seen them a million times. Now I'm like, okay, I can look at these movies with new eyes. And I have someone to talk to about them with. Yes. And so for that, I am so grateful. So, Tori, love you. Somebody loves me. (laughs) I love you. And appreciates me. (laughs) I love you and I appreciate you. And if I I love you and I appreciate you. And if I had a better voice, I'd break out into a show tune right now from Sweet Charity or something. Oh, my God. Don't. (laughs) No one wants to hear this thing. Trust me. (laughs) But if I did have a singing voice still, I would sing a song to you called (laughs) Somebody Loves Me (laughs) from Sweet Charity. Oh, my God. God. I can see you getting drunk at TFW (laughs) and serenading me. Don't do it. I won't. Don't. Just cover my mouth. Don't do it. it. Duct tape it and take me back to the room. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. um, Let's talk about some future movies that we have in no particular order because we haven't quite worked these out yet. Some of them are for guests um, and some of them are just I'm waiting to get the DVD in and stuff. Our next episode, we hope, is going to be People Under the Stairs. Mm-hmm. And that was a movie recommended to us by a friend of mine named Crystal Williams. And Crystal is actually a customer of mine at the restaurant that I work at. We met. I was their waitress a few times, and then we started talking horror, and we kept in touch ever since. So she suggested People Under the Stairs. I suggested it to Tori, and she's like, yes. So? Because it's, it's a great one. It's, it's been a great a one. Of mine. I love it so much. Another great Wes Craven. Yes. So we're going to be doing People Under the Stairs. Hopefully that'll be next. We are in works of doing The Collector and The Collection. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) From 2009 and 2012. I have pretty much, I'm ready for The Collection. I'm still not done with The Collector. Um, As far as my research goes, we're going to be doing Scream in the near future. Mm-hmm. Where what else did we talk about? Um, the fear. The, just mentioned- yes, the fear. Yep. Um, we'll want to do, I'm sure, a string of hostile movies. Yep, that's going to be a long episode. We got three movies to hit, and we have some Valentine movies coming up. Yes, um, we are going to for sure be doing the movie Valentine for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what else? Uh, we're, we got some summer movies. I know that's a ways off, but mm-hmm. we're going to be doing some camp movies for summer. You can guess what those are. Yep. <laughs> so those are the, the movies that we've talked about doing. Um, also The Thing. So yeah. my friend Taylor wants to cover The Thing when he guests on the show. So we're going to do 1982's version and the prequel from 2011. So, yeah, we've got some very exciting movies coming up with some very exciting guests and some um, in some parts. So that, uh, that's, that's what's on the horizon for the next couple of months. Yeah. And if you guys have any suggestions, feel free, please do. That's why I put those posts up on the social media, because I was like, I want to hear what you guys think. And again, I wasn't even thinking people under the stairs and that's going to be the next one we're doing. Mm -hmm. So keep talking to us, keep letting us know. We love hearing it. And we're going to be doing Jaws. Yes, that's going to be in the summer. Yep, and that's going to have your husband. Yes, if I can get him to get on. (laughs) (laughs) He might be shy, but I'm going to try my bestest. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. So, yeah, I want want him to be a part of it as well because he's so supportive of this whole podcast. I want him to be included. Okay. Um, Is that about wrap it up? I think so. All right. So... This has been our Blood Dolls episode. I am Summer. And I'm Tori. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you would like to reach out and say hello to the dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. 
You can also visit them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror, for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. You can follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. I am, of course, racist, but uh, an equal opportunity one. It's charming. Shut up, Harrison. If you keep talking, I'll have to punish you and I just don't have the time right now. Yes. Shut up. Keep kissing and listening. Yes. I wanted to despise you and dominate you because I thought you were just a man and men are only worthy of being despised and dominated. I was a fool. You're a romantic, which I suppose amounts to the same thing. Virgil finds love, finally finds someone that can love his little head. Take that as you wish. <laughs> I'm dying. Snackity snacks.